Hello. Oh, hello, Merlin. How are you? I'm great, Dan. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for uh, dealing with my crazy, crazy schedule today. I've been You're... dealing with your crazy for years. <laughs> That's so true. How you doing? At first, I thought you were the the crazy one, but then it turn, your, turns how's out your condition. Are you talking about your condition publicly? I mean, I'll go into it if you want. Is that no? You know? I you know not a lot of detail, but are you in, are you in pain right now? Oh, that condition. Oh. I just wanted to check and see what condition my condition, so my condition was, was yeah. in. Mm. Uh, managed to screw, uh, it kind of snuck up on me. I've been doing, you know, my back got a little bit, uh, a little bit out of whack. Oh, damn. And I don't know why I've been doing, I've been doing everything right. I've been doing all the, I think I've just been working too many long hours. And then we, we, and even though I did it really, really carefully and all the right way, moving, moving furniture, uh, I think even just gently moving the furniture, uh, combined with way extra work and, and too many long hours and not enough rest. And I just managed to just tweak something and, uh, it's, it's, a it's a painful thing, but I'm getting, I'm on the road back to recovery again. I'm, I'm glad. I hope it gets squared away for Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, so I've got, I've got to go and do that. And then, uh, then, you know, little, little cash is, uh, is not a hundred percent. It's no fever. Oh, so oh. I'm, whew, Dodged a bullet, I, I feel I like. swear to God, it feels like, you know, it's boring. But I feel like about every five weeks now, somebody in our house is sick, at least. Why, you know, why do we, why do we suffer this way? Why are we I'm meant to sure. suffer? I'm not sure. I think this is some kind of a uh, evolutionary adaptation. Just telling us we shouldn't, shouldn't. evolve or adapt. <laughs> yeah. We should just stop. Just quit. Stop having intercourse and just watch Netflix. Oh, that's yeah. What, that's what Darwin's telling us. I w- I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-huh. boy, you got to watch that Daredevil. I'm not on, I'm not up with the Daredevil, but I did see the new trailer for the uh, for the Terminator. Mm. I saw that term, the new Terminator movie. There's a really good, really good. Looks really good. I saw the Ant Man trailer. Oh, I heard the thing about their uh, the new Marvel Spider Man reboot is going to have Peter Parker as a 15 or 16 year old, probably be played by a 38 year old actor. You think they'll uh, cover his origin story? You know, there's a fair chance they will. <laughs> just a guess there's uh so i won't go into a lot about this except to say i think daredevil is stunning um but one of the things that's awesome about daredevil is the origin story is the the you know the first like explaining why matt murdoch is blind mm, definitely five minutes maybe three minutes and that's and it. then it comes it comes up again later i mean it's the show it's you know one neat thing about being able to make an entire it's like basically with netflix when you make a show like this it's almost like making a long movie in a lot of ways you know, because you, you have to kind of, you can, you have the opportunity to and the necessity of planning it all out into a big arc. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a show like Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, or or Daredevil, like, it's it's so neat to see how they know somebody's going to watch it, more likely to watch it in a certain kind of way. And I don't know. I really like it a lot. I, I think it's an interesting new thing. I'm still kind of getting used to the idea of, like, whatever 12 new TV shows just showing up. It's kind of <laughs> strange. They're all, listen, all gotta, new gotta, and they're all really good. All new. We got to go fast today. Yeah, yeah, we've got a good, well, I mean, we, we can't go long, but we can't, you know. That's, that's never been even a possibility for me. I think we've got like 10 sponsors, but. Never gone long in my entire life. <laughs> and like, is that a golfing reference or? Mm-hmm. Hi. <laughs> how, how are you? Um, um, you know, actually, I don't have too much specific stuff. I have, I have two things. I, I don't, I don't want to beat this to death, but we should let people know. <laughs> You'll you remember, Dan, that I texted you yesterday. Yeah. On um, my texter, I texted you and I said, you know, do you think we, we, we could get an estimate on when the Big Lebowski episode is coming out? Because people keep asking. <laughs> yeah. 
And you very kindly ask our editor when he thinks it'll be done. And then we told people that. And then I got like three more messages from people asking. That's okay. Cause I, you know, not, not everybody knows how a search field works, but, but uh, we wanted to let people know, thank you for the interest. It was recorded last week. The big Lebowski five by five goes to the movies. Um, and, uh, we think that'll come out today. We, we hope it'll come out today. Yeah. Being, uh, the, the 14th Tuesday. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, who, who knows what happens? You well, know? it's, it's about, it's about a process, you know, and I think mm. people, I think because, because we have generally a pretty good track record of recording something and then getting the thing out right away. So we, after this show is done being edited, there is a very good chance. I don't want to jinx anything, but within an hour or two, it will be out and, and people will be able to enjoy it, uh, you know, on their, on their, uh, what have you. Mm. But yeah. it, it, this, the, the shows where we talk about movies are a little bit different than that because there is a whole lot more production. Whereas with this show, we have to, you know, if there's a Skype drop or something, we'll edit it out. If there, you have to do, do a pee pee break or whatever, we'll edit that out. Whatever it is that, that happens, we'll edit those quick things out. But then it's more like, okay, let's make sure the levels are good and the EQ and compression sounds Just good. Just putting in the audio by itself. Yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, yeah. Yeah, Whereas with this that, show, we get to that topic we talked about. That was a good topic. Yeah, let's do that. Let's definitely yeah. do that. But but uh, I so I, anyway, the big Lebowski no, no, one I'm just is saying, coming. It, out. it is related to this because it sounds silly to go like, oh well, you know, you know, God, Mike Hurley. Like before, you've had time to like stop listening to the live stream. He puts up the episode. It's incredible. I don't know how the guy gets it up so fast. And like with Roderick on the line, like I can mostly get that up. Like you say, within like usually as fast as GarageBand can push it out. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I, I personally, I like that. I like when they come out really fast. Me too. And it makes you more confident. I don't know, because in some ways podcasts writ large are, are for me anyway, because I listen to so many podcasts are almost a kind of unconscious conversation. Like I'm thinking about things that my friends have said on other shows or people that I like have said on other shows. And you know, it drives me crazy when I have something that has to sit in the can for a week or two. Cause it's like, oh, this is not going to make any sense when it comes out. And they're going to say, you know, Christmas was two weeks ago and it was actually a month ago or whatever. You know what I mean? And people, people do notice stuff like that. But anyhow, um, it was really, it was fun to do. I, I, I think we did okay at it. I think it's going to be very enjoyable for people. I think you should definitely listen to it. It's a difficult movie to talk about. It really is surprisingly difficult. Surprisingly difficult. I mean, I could have, I could have just done. I guess mostly like I did just, you know, two hours of Chris Farley mode, you know? Well, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is there, this is a movie that's, that's challenging because we want to do it justice. We also don't want to just be fanboys quoting the lines back and forth to each other. You know, we do, do you go scene by scene? Do you talk about every single one of them? Do you talk about all the things or do you try to cover themes? Do you do a little of both? I think we, I think we did a little of both and I think it turned out good, but I immediately, as soon as we were done, like when I'm done recording an episode of this show with you, I usually feel like we, 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 we accomplished something. I, I really, I really do feel that way. Like we, we, I do too. Like, like we, we, it was, that was, that was pretty amusing. And we said a couple of good things and then it goes up and you do it again next week. Right. But you get one shot at doing your favorite movie. I know. <laughs> no, but I think it's, I think it's going to be good. And I think, um, there's some pretty good stuff in there. I, I listened to the, um, raw copy of, um, what I recorded on my end and, uh, I think people should enjoy it. So keep an eye out five by five dot TV slash movies slash three. And that should be going up sometime soon. And thanks to everybody who tuned in and yeah. suggested titles and stuff. 
See, like I just finished recording the my my morning show, Dan Benjamin Hour. Just finished recording it. That will be probably posted within the next five to ten minutes while we're doing what? this show. Yeah, and it you know it's like that kind of thing. It's and like again with this show, we'll finish, we'll edit it, it'll, it'll come out. But with a a show like that one, you know, we have to. It involves. The editing process involves sort of rewatching the movie and then we've got to export the audio out of the movie and find the audio clips and edit them and cut them down and insert them into the show. And all of this parts of of not only just editing your and my conversation down, but inserting the audio and capturing all of this. It's a much, much more involved process. That's not a complaint or a bad thing. It just it's not the quick, you know, 30 minute turnaround that we usually have. Right, which which in a few minutes might lead us to a a, a possible topic. Yeah, but um, it just because it's it, it's interesting to me, and I I know I feel like I've seen this from many sides, but it is interesting to me. You know, if you don't notice the man behind the curtain, then everything's going okay. If you mainly notice that something's taking a long time because it's taking a long time, but you still like what comes out, then I think you know you're being successful. But it's it is it's interesting. Well, I think it's interesting when you you can feel very close to a company. Or a, or a topic or, uh, you know, a, uh, a media franchise. And you start to feel like you know it so well through the content that you think you understand more about how it gets made than you actually do. And God, go look at any kind of speculation about like, you know, why isn't the last Hawkeye out? Why is this happening? Why did they make this movie before that movie? And it's, it's always so fascinating to see people's reckons on why things go a certain way when, in my experience, an astonishing amount of the time, it's it's one of those razors, you know, where yeah. like it's actually really really simple. It's just that people are busy and it takes a long time to make things. <laughs> but anyway, that that's a possible topic. So anyway, keep keep uh, keep an eye out for that. If you haven't watched it yet, uh, it's on Netflix streaming. Uh, you can watch it. Um, do, do we actually have a bunch of sponsors? We have a bunch of sponsors. I could do one. I could do one yeah, now. Do one. Do one. Then we we have a very very important topic. So we have some some actual follow up. Oh, okay. That I think we in there in our limited time we do need to share with our yeah listeners. we definitely do okay well our first sponsor today is a company called Linda you probably heard a lot about Linda in the news they were just acquired for something like one point five billion dollars and people have said to me well do you think they'll keep sponsoring will they keep doing great content and I think they'll continue to do uh, great content I think the content will get better Dan Be- I didn't know they were for sale we we totally could have bought them I, I didn't know, know that like if we had gotten in on this like six months ago we could have had them for like I'm one just, I'm kind of surprised they did. Didn't, you know, give us a shot. Write a first writer, first uh, refusal. refusal. Like, uh, you know, just pick up the phone. Am I, wrong? Am I Am wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. You're. Hey, uh, K-Linda. K-Linda. What K-Linda. a great service. K-Linda. L-Y-N-D-A. Linda.com slash back to work is where you go to get a 10-day free trial and support the show. And by going there, you will find tons and tons of great videos. How many? There's more than three. I think it's like almost 3,500 videos that will help you learn very, very valuable things. Anything from how to edit a podcast quickly to, you know, to writing code in Ruby to getting things done where they actually have David Allen himself teaching people the getting things done method. They go and they get the pros and experts in the industry in the field to come in and teach you really, really valuable stuff. Uh, You get in and you learn, and it might be something as simple as, how do I work with layers in Photoshop? 
you can jump right in and see the answer to that question without having to watch 10 videos on Photoshop that hopefully teach you what you want to know. They're just such a valuable resource of information. It's a, it's a subscription service. So you pay and you get access to all of the videos. But if you use our URL, you're going to get access to all of the videos free for 10 days. So that's where you go. Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash back to work. Go check them out. And, uh, and, and and learn, learn something valuable. So thanks very much to Linda for making this episode of Back to Work with Merlin Mann possible. Bok, bok. <laughs> <laughs> it's still funny. I still like it. It's still funny. And you know, the, the amazing part, you know, I got to be honest, Dan, I'm still a little bit burnt about them not giving us an opportunity to acquire them. But, uh, but we, we don't, you know what? Can I just, I, I'm going to tell, can I speak to our audience? I don't like to break the fourth wall. No, go ahead, caller. Was that the right? Oh, okay, first time Waller. Um <laughs> We don't charge extra for me to say bok bok. That's part of the package. That's there. That's included. That's right. It's called a value add. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A plus plus one. Plus plus one. Plus one. Uh, certified LinkedIn certified for bok bok. Mm-hmm. I uh, would like to remind our listeners who've uh-huh. heard the show before. If you haven't, welcome. Uh, but last week, Dan, you had a uh, we had a, we had a, one of our occasional uh, visits for Dan's concern. You had a concern last week. Um, it's, it's kind of a long anecdote, but I think to cut a fairly long story short, do, do you want to retell it or shall I take a cut at it? I, I will, I will tell it. Uh, I was leaving in the morning. I have a, I have very, very much a regimented schedule in the morning and, and you have zero tolerance. For zero. Time. Yes. Zero tolerance. So I was leaving to get my kid to school. We were actually a little bit late because the whole shoe thing. And we were uh, we were <laughs> backing out of the driveway and doing a slight K turn to continue forward. There's a white trailer parked in front of my neighbor's house. It's been there for a long time. It enraged me. And uh, at the same time that I was leaving, my neighbor across the street, not related to the trailer, was pulling forward and had pulled alongside his curb. I was driving forward, and he did a, a gesture out of his window that it was sort of like a wiggling of fingers, kind of a gr- almost a grasping, uh, but a, but a wiggling of of, of fingers that I misinterpreted as him indicating for me to go around him. As I was driving around him, I saw him make this face, which was like a uh, 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 kind of face. Uh-huh. And then as I continued to drive forward, he then flashed his brights. But because I have limited uh, time in the morning, there is zero tolerance. Uh, I could not stop and talk to him. And then I began to worry that either he thought that the white trailer was mine or that because it was blocking him from getting in and out of his driveway. That were, you, started to, you started to mentally catastrophize, if I could analyze. Yes. You, you, you started to worry. Did I do something? Did I cut him off? Did I, did I uh, drop a deuce on his lawn? Right. Did I do something I don't know about? Why is he making this inscrutable, I would like some Parmesan cheese gesture with his fingers yes. and blinking his lights? Yes. Now, as you've explained, that's not the kind of thing people normally do. Right in the neighborhood no and then so you were pondering that and he's i've spoken to him multiple times before he and i have a nice rapport going he is a bit of a, of a talker and so i know that if i any any engagement with him will be a a commitment of time a time suck if you will not that it, that has a negative connotation i enjoy talking to him but it it, it just it's a commitment then I, I wasn't sure about making. But then I, I started to have the, this whole thing of, well, he clearly wanted to get my attention for something. I don't know if it was good or bad. Should I go over there? Should I just ignore it? And uh, you made it clear that I needed to go over there, not just to be a good neighbor, but to be a well, good human. I can, I can human. talk a big game, Dan, but you know, it's, it's hard when you got to live across the street from, from uh, a boat-owning doctor who's a talker. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I didn't mean to make it sound, I said it's simple, but not easy. Yes. 
And so, so I thought maybe I should bring a kid with me as like an out if things go wrong. And uh, so what I did is <laughs> That's I, such a great, we need a name for that. <laughs> why, what is, I was trying to think of what that would be called. It's well, not the child becomes a kind of, of, of a buffer or a, uh, or a, a hate sink. Like it's the thing is you've got, if unless you're a monster, you will modulate your behavior if there's a child there. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. He's probably not going to call you a, 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 a name or, or get in your face. Right. If you got, to, especially that little girl, she's so cute. She's, I mean, cute. she's cute. Cash could definitely deflect some of the trouble, but I would bring her along, maybe dressed up like a little Bo Peep or something. Right. Right. Or just pretty much everything she owns is already pink and she now has pink glitter nail polish. She's the, mm. the, the most girly of any girl I've ever seen. And bringing her over would, I think, quiet any kind of rage that anyone would experience. But again, I didn't know what it was. So here's what I did. Uh, it was over the weekend. New, it was, new information has come to light. New, new information has come to light, man. It was Sunday. And it was earlier in the day. And I went, I forget what I, why I was outside, but I saw across the street that his son, who is like the spitting image of him, and sometimes it's, it's uncanny. I, like, I, I, I feel like it, I, oh, I thought at first it was him. And then I noticed that what he, the son was doing was throwing around a sword or something like that in his front, in his front yard. It looked like a sword and he was doing kind of military movements and throws with it like a, like a saber. Does that make, you know what I mean? Like the kind, like the, the Marines use, what is that called? Oh, you mean like a, like a, like a decorative uh, honorary saber? Some, it wasn't very fancy. It looks yeah, like it sounds to me like he's doing something I would do, which is pretend that I'm Errol Flynn having a sword thrown to me. <laughs> no, he was. This was not the like military dress sword. It was like a home version of that, like a safety version of that sword. Does that make <laughs> sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, so like he's just ceremonial. Yeah, sort of they usually have. Yeah, what have you? So he's mm-hmm. out there and he's doing sort of movements where he'll 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 say, but there was throw. He was through. He'd throw it and he'd spin and he'd catch it and then he'd flip it and he'd stand at attention with the sword and move it. And I I thought this was the perfect time to go over there. So I went over there and at first I wasn't sure if it was him or the dad. And then once I got closer, <laughs> you thought it might be the doctor. Yeah. Hurling his saber. Into yeah. The air, catching why not? It, saluting. Why not? That's but, a hell of a Sunday, Dan. But it wasn't, it wasn't him. Uh, it was the son. And I said, uh, I, he said, Hey, and cause you know, we, I recognize him and he said, Hey, I said, Hey, is your, is your, is your dad around today? Is he around there? Cause now I thought this is good. Cause like maybe the son will be out there and deflect. I don't have to bring my own kit. Oh, good. But uh, he says, yeah, I'll, I'll go get him. And he goes in the house and he's in there for a long time, like a really long time. And I started to get nervous. I almost, you know, I had that. Well, I should just go. Like, I don't, something's going on and I just want to go. He's, the dad's getting angry. He's doing something. Then the son stays in, the dad comes out. And he was all, you know, he's like in, in weekend attire, but he was all like ready to go somewhere. Clearly he was like ready, fresh, showered, shaved, everything uh, ready to go. And it gets me as some people on the weekends, like they, they're ready to go at all times on the weekends. The weekends, like, I don't want to do anything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to, sh- I don't want to shower until like three. I'm, I'm never ready to go anywhere. Yeah. 
ever inclusive. Yeah. Day of the week doesn't matter. But on a weekend, I feel like I should get a little bit of a pass for being like that. Yeah, no, I think so too. And so here I am. I've got my, you know, my Eagles baseball cap on. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I look sloppy because I, I never think I, I, I try to never look sloppy, but you know, I hadn't shaved for a few days. My back was hurting, like all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like shaved and dressed in a nice shirt and everything. I'm like, oh, great. So now I'm like the borderline, you know, hobo next door rolling over to maybe apologize for something I didn't even know I did. So I, I said, hey, how's it going? He's like, hey. I said, the other day in the morning, I said, you, you kind of indicated, I, I, I got a feeling you wanted to talk to me about something. I said, I'm sorry. I was really in a rush. I was in a hurry. Uh, getting my kid to school we were late but uh you know I, I, were you trying to get my attention he's like oh yeah 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 i was i said well i was uh, worried that you thought maybe the white trailer was mine or that i aggressively tailgated you or something and he laughed he said no 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 i accidentally got a piece of your mail what that was it that's the symbol that's... for i got a piece of your mail and i said well i said were you trying to get my attention or something he's like yeah yeah now i got an email from somebody who said that the the gesture that my neighbor gave i love is this listener michael yes i love this this was the universal symbol used in construction to indicate stop immediately oh okay i was a different one. Oh, is this a different one Okay, no, so I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to hijack. So no, I, that, in construction, that means stop immediately. That seems like a very subtle gesture for stop immediately. And he said that I was a jerk and that, oh, that my neighbor thought I was a jerk mm-hmm. for not stopping because that's what that symbol means universally. Listener Michael sent us an email with photographs, and I'm going to quote this a little bit here. Do you mind? <laughs> no, do it. Um, in Israeli and Arabic culture, <laughs> so he says, Dan, by any chance, did the crawfish plucking gesture look like one of these? See photos. In Israeli and Arabic culture, that's the hang on a second gesture. It can be as mild as slow down or much more commanding. I've seen someone walk out in traffic in Jerusalem, shoot the oncoming car a brief but penetrating glance accompanied by this gesture and proceed to blithely walk ahead. Jay, walk ahead. Look at that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Huh. That's all there is? He had, he had your mail. He had a piece of had a piece of mail. Yeah, and and so I said, oh, I said, um, well, okay, that's cool. And he said, yeah, I just I put it back in because here in in most in Texas as a, as a whole, uh, what we have in Texas is uh, new newer houses, houses that are more than that are that are less than maybe fifteen to twenty years in age. The newer houses will have, instead of having a mailbox at the edge of your driveway, like we did in Florida, uh, we have like a community mailbox area for each sort of sub section of the neighborhood, for each pod, each neighborhood pod. It makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. So you go to like there and then they have the metal, what I would call apartment complex style mailboxes. They're just lots of them scattered throughout the neighborhood. And you just put it back in the main mailbox and it. It apparently made it back to us, so that that was a resolution. Is it kind of a letdown? I wanted there to be, almost wanted there to be something more, and then the white trailer was gone. Yeah, see, this is I don't know if this is all adding up. This feels like a cover up. Oh, you think so? I, I can't say. I don't want to get the, I don't want to get on this guy's bad side, but something's not adding up here. Yeah, I'm glad it ended up being a, a minor thing, but that hand gesture is still troubling me. It was really weird. Yeah.
Well, I'm glad it worked out okay. And so, uh, are they done fixing up the dog the the house the dog house next door? Are they done renovating? Uh, yes, they are. They are done. That the trailer disappeared on. I think it was Thursday, Thursday or Friday of last week. It was just gone, and I um, I was uh, very excited about that. It was finally gone, and I actually was invited into their house. And the remodel that they did inside the house is just just amazing, beautiful. Did you, did you ask them why they kept the Trailer there? No. Water under the bridge. Yeah. I didn't. I should have, but I didn't want to push my luck. I figured you guys would shoot the mail out of your mailbox in Texas. Uh, With a gun? Yeah. Like, you know, like like a handgun, not a big gun. No. You don't don't say yeehaw and then shoot the mail out of your mailbox? No, no, not anymore. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. I I mean, I'm I'm so glad that that things are resolved. That's that's so much better than than it could have been. It really could have gone really bad. It could have been really terrible. I, I had no idea what what I was in store for. Uh, but yeah, so that's my follow up, and that's it. That's all I've got for that. And I almost, like I said, I, for the show, I was thinking the whole time, like I want, I almost kind of wanted there to be something good for the show, and it could be something I could take ta- as a takeaway. I could share you with the you audience. Don't think there's a, you don't think there's a good takeaway here that I should have talked to him in the first place? <laughs> well, um. You know, it's not my it's not my show. I'm it's not, I'm not here to say. Right. But you know, I think uh, when we get out of a situation where we where we were catastrophizing or where we assumed that it would or could go really really badly, yeah. If it turns out to be incredibly mundane, I think that's a nice moment to pause a little bit and go, hmm, I should remember that for next time. Sometimes it's it's not the you know most interesting terrible thing that happens. Yeah. No, I mean it was good. It was good. It was good. good. It, it was could, a, good all around. But also, if I could say, uh, you know, it, it might just be over for now. You don't know what's going to happen next because now, you know, now you have kind of reestablished a relationship with the guy. You might have to do some talking now. Yeah, no, I accept that. And it's it's not like it's too much work for me to do it. If I felt like it could be a little bit less of a time commitment every time that I do it, then I I think I'd be more interested in in that like i never that's the mystery of it like with 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 a lot of people you know like you you if you go on a regular walk you pass someone like hey how are you i'm good you know that's just a quick thing but like i said there have been there have been times when he would see me in in the garage doing something dude i'm so with you i'm so with you and i would i want to hear about something you like but i'm just going to say i'm going to toss this out as a possible framework and i I don't want to sound like a bad person but I think when you're dealing with things and, you know, you think about like when you live in a house with a lot of people, like you just have to learn kind of not notice some things or you have to learn to, to, to achieve privacy in a house. You have to act like a lot of things don't happen. And when you live in a suburb, I think the same is still kind of true, right? Like if you went up and like had a conversation, a long conversation, every time you saw everybody in the neighborhood, mm. you would be a menace. Oh, yeah. I'm going I'm to toss this out as a possible framework. You should adapt this to your community. Uh, if you're Amish or, or, or Mennonite or from Texas, you're going to need to adjust this. But, but I think, I think, I think here's a friendly thing. A friendly thing is a greeting plus potentially one brief topic. I think that's the framework. So a greeting is, Hey, how's it going? Good. Okay. Have a good one. Have a good weekend. And again, I think when you greet somebody, try to keep it relevant. You say, good morning. You say, good afternoon. You say, Oh, hope you make it back before the rain, whatever. A greeting, right? Here's the thing, the greeting. You can get in and out of the entire greeting in like four to 13 seconds. Yeah. Okay. Now, 
if you if you want to introduce a topic, you get one topic. It's got to be short. You've got to be able to wrap it up in that conversation or leave it as a placeholder for something else that needs to be done. Your dog was in my yard. Oh, I'm really sorry about that. I'll fix it. Thank you. I think what you don't want, I think what you're describing is where you slide from a greeting into a half topic, into like a quarter topic, mm. into like an eighth topic. And you got this, this topics all the way down. It's like fractal uh, uh, turtle conversation pile. And it just goes on and on and on. There's no <laughs> right. need for it to ever end. And, and even in that, this sounds like this might be the kind of guy, and I hope he's not listening, but we're, like he may not respond to like the body movements, mm-hmm. the, uh, the body language. Mm-hmm. You know, you start turning, you start yeah. fidgeting, they you start feigning a, feigning a stroke. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any of the things that people normally take as a sign of like, we need to start wrapping this up. What do you think, though? I think a greeting and a topic. I think a quick a quick topic. Even the weather is a topic, right? It can be, but don't bring up something like you. You don't want to go like, "Oh, hey, how's it going? Good morning." You got a feeling on those gold teeth Madonna's wearing? Um, you know, I'm glad she's having fun with that. It's kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. That's going to be hard to settle. Yeah. In the amount of time it takes to walk to your car. Yeah, it's a complicated issue. But I think if you got a topic, you know, and, and then like, like I've said, Dan, I've been telling my kids this now since 2004, all of the kids, if you, if it's important enough to have a conversation about, set aside time to do it well. And if you want to have more than a greeting and a short topic, then you could say, Hey, Hey, can we talk to you later on about a thing? It's not a big deal. Everything's fine. You should always say that, you know, it's not cancer, right? You should always make sure they know it's not cancer. And then you have a time later where you could visit. That's what I'm, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Otherwise, it's untenable, Dan. It's untenable. Well, I, I don't know. I, I like. I just like the idea of being able to 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 have. And this is something that's different. I think in in the big cities, where it seems like those little greetings and things like that are. It's it's okay if they're not lengthy, but here in in the south. People like to talk and I enjoy that. I very much enjoy that unless I don't, unless I don't. Oh no, I think you put it perfectly. <laughs> but there was one time I was in the first time I was ever in San Francisco. I was on that, uh, that one corner, you know, that one, uh, sixth and market. Sure. And I was walking and, uh, there was, I, I found that the little, there was like a coffee place, you know, the one with the, sure, the one over by uh, sixth and market. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in there. And it was outside in that little front courtyard. I was sitting there and there was a guy walking and he was carrying a big, what looked like a, a cello or something like that in the case over his shoulder. And he was wearing a black, like full length, uh, like wool or, you know, trench coat type thing. Like a and, duster? Sure. Like a Columbine coat? Yes, but dark, dark, like a black, but it was thick. It was warm. Hmm. And he hmm. was walking with that. That sounds like a real suspicious character, Dan. I got to be honest with and, you. Yeah, and, and as he was walking, there was another guy that was walking with him that looked like he was friends. It looked like they were in a conversation. And they were walking together, and the one guy was doing more talking than, than the guy with the cello or whatever. And, and finally, the guy with the cello just says, listen, I can't stop, and keeps and keeps, continues to walk. And the other guy stops. And I realized that the other guy was not, in fact, his friend. He was a homeless person who had sort of leached on to the first guy and was walking with him. They were engaged in a conversation that only one person really wanted to be in. He, he engaged the taciturn cellist. Yes. And that guy just wanted to continue and be on, off on his own until finally he had to abruptly put an end to it. 
Mm-hmm. And it, 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 whenever, as we've been talking about this, I kind of like, I'm reminded of that and that, that the, the homeless person took it pretty well and just kind of stopped for a second and then went back wherever he went, he lived, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to seem like the Philadelphian in this, that I am in this situation. And, you know, growing up, like in Philadelphia, like, Hey, Hey, that was it. That's the whole thing. That means I love you, you know? And, right. and, and it, it, it's, so I don't know, like, I, I don't, I feel like maybe I, I run at a slightly, slightly different speed than, than a lot of people in the South. Oh yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And it's, it, it, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're being jokey, but you don't, you don't want to be rude, but candidly, you also just don't want to have to stop what you're doing all the time to have a conversation. Yeah. It's like, I, the thing I, I, I try to, are we um, just bad people? Is that yes, what it comes no, to? No, okay. we're absolutely right. bad people. I don't, th- I don't think that's even on the table. We, I want to hear about something like, but <laughs> okay. the, thing, the thing with like with my kid, I'm, I'll try to tell her like, honey, I want to achieve some velocity. I want, it isn't, you know, the, the problem is I, I want us to try and work on our velocity. And what do I mean by that? Does that mean that we wait until the last minute and run? No, no, we don't do that. Like just because I yelled at you and you ran for, for 40 feet does not accomplish what we're trying to do here. We need to keep moving. We need to keep a, a, a pace here and keep going. And, and to get out of the house, to achieve escape, escape velocity from the house, mm-hmm. you need to put the socks on. Yeah. And then once the socks are on, you have to put the shoes on. Yeah. And we need some velocity to that or we're never going to get to the zoo. All the animals will be dead by the time you put your shoes on. <laughs> and that's not my problem. Right. You're not accountable and, for that. And I, and I don't know. I just, I, I feel like, you know, then once we get out of the house, we get a little bit of escape velocity going on. You know, that's, that's a good feeling. Now we're really moving somewhere. Mm. Um, Dan, would you tell me about something you like? I would like to tell you about Wealthfront. I think this is the first time that they've sponsored this show. Uh, so I want I want to say thanks very much to them for doing that. They're a really really cool company. One of the things that I think is a big challenge nowadays is understanding in, investment, right? But we're we're like geeky people, so we don't really want to go and and like put on a tie and sit in an investment banker's like office and talk to them about our investment portfolio and retirements. And we just sort of want to enter some information and in like a profile and say here's kind of um, i want to aggress i want to invest aggressively or i want to do it more conservatively and answer a few questions and click a button and have it just happen and that's basically what wealthfront does they manage your portfolio and they help you invest and reinvest your dividends and they do it in a way that is incredibly straightforward and it's all online and you don't have to put a tie on to do it it's really really cool uh instead of going and having those kind of sit down meetings it's all handled with their really, really cool software. And every trade that they make is commission-free. You have all of your accounts in one place. You can see everything that they do. And they charge only 0.25% per year. That works out to be like less than a quarter the cost of a traditional investment advisor. And they're doing this in a big way. This is not like you know you with a little tumbleweed rolling by and you're like one of five people using it. They've managed over $2 billion in client assets and they've grown over 20 times in the last two years. So there's a special URL that you can use. It's wealthfront.com slash five by five. And if you go to that URL, when you sign up, your first $10,000 will be managed for free. It's a really, really cool service that, uh, that I'm really proud to have uh, as a sponsor. Uh, and now I need to read a disclaimer. It's like one of those car ad disclaimers. You ready? I'm ready. 
Okay. I guess this is like a legal thing. If we don't, if I don't say I, I would this, assume it's a legal thing. they get sued or something. So I don't want them to get sued because then they'll be angry at me. Wealthfronting is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are offered through Wealthfront Brokerage Corporation, member FINRA and SIPC. This is not a solicitation to buy or sell securities. Investing in securities involves risk, and there is a possibility of losing money. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Please visit Wealthfront.com to read the full disclosure. Boom. I would like to hear next time. That was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. A. B. Next time, I'd like to hear hear you do it real slow, like in mm-hmm. like a Sam in a Sam. Um, what was his name? Sam Elliott. Uh, yeah. Get him to read it. <laughs> it would take the rest of the show. <laughs> I've wa- I haven't watched it since we talked about it, but I watched it a little bit, and then I thought, you know, because eh, I got that. Oh Jesus, damn! I got the I got the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Blu-ray arrived like mm. as we were recording the show, and I went home, and I thought, oh, this is going to be great, and like it didn't have anything that different from yeah. what was on the iTunes features. It was okay. It was only nine bucks, but then it had a cute little booklet, well-designed, fun little booklet with it. But, um, my God, you know, what really reminds me like how much I hate Blu-ray is, uh, using Blu-ray, <laughs> everything involved in using the Blu-ray. Well, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, the twice or three times a year when I go change one of my precious HDMI inputs, in this case, from like for for a very short period. Don't worry, Amazon Fire TV, we're still good. Change it from the Amazon Fire TV to the Blu-ray, and then and then and then the loading, and the loading and loading, and then mm. and then the menus, and then a prompt that I could get more features if I click on this thing and and, and hook up the uh, Ethernet to it. I don't need Ethernet on my disc player. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Like, can't you can't you jackals get your claws off of me for just a few minutes and let me enjoy the media? No. Does it really have to be? Do I have to have branded bars on everything? Like, does everything have to like? And you know, and, and you know, to 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 quote John Syracuse, stop showing spoilers for the movie in the stupid unnecessary animation on the menu screen. Yeah, it's that's something I see a lot, and I really I I do not, for the record. I do not own a Blu-ray player simply because, I mean, I guess technically I have an Xbox uh, that, so I guess I do. Is that one? Is it a PS4 that has it? I don't even know. I, I don't, know. I, I've never once played a Blu-ray play in my, in my own home. I did it once at a, a vacation house, had it. Mm-hmm. And it was the whole process of it loading and loading. We just gave up on it and went away from it. Yeah. Just I, put, I, on, I bought, put on regular I, TV. I, I buy most things like Homer Simpson. I bought the second cheapest Blu-ray player they had on Amazon. The same way he buys champagne. <laughs> and um, it's a Sony. I, I think it was like $11 or something. Anyway, I got a really cheap, uh, you know, for, for like a home unit. It's like it's not very deluxe. So bad on me, I guess. But I just wanted something to be able to watch. What I mean, what do we own? We've got some DVDs. And we've got definitely fewer than 10. Some I've gotten as gifts. You know, Moises was kind enough to get me a copy of uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox from um, the folks that make that. And um, so, like, I've got a few that I've accumulated, The Godfather, um, The Avengers, stuff like that. But, like, with The Avengers, all I did was go punch my code into iTunes so I could just watch it on iTunes. Um, oh, anyway, right, right, right. That's a, that's a neat thing. But, like, the remote. It, the, the remote is, like, the size of an infant. And it's got all <laughs> these, it's got lots of buttons with arrows. And all the buttons with arrows mean different things. And you get the menu, and you get the top menu, and you got the pop-up menu, and like you got all this stuff on there. And I'm like, I just want to go watch the movie. I just want a giant red, not red, maybe a giant blue button 
with a right pointing arrow like Hillary Clinton's logo that I click and that makes the movie show on my television. That's pretty much what I want. Yeah. And I want it to take less than like 15 minutes to get there. All of those <sighs> things seem reasonable. It seems so reasonable. I just got an email from the, uh, from the Amazon. They just updated the uh, software in the Fire TV. Yeah, is, I saw that. They have the little they, thing that comes up while you're watching something on Amazon uh, Amazon Prime Video that w- it will it will pop up like IMDb stuff about the people in the in the show. Really? Yep. Is that cool or weird? I think it's pretty cool. Huh? Can, can you turn it off? Yes. Oh, you you have to. It's called the X Ray. I think is the name of that feature. Oh, and you, 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 you While you're watching something on Amazon Prime Video, you push the up arrow on the remote, and the little thing comes up from the bottom of the screen that'll show like the actors on the screen and how long before we have product placement and things like that. Oh, what computer is that? And what phone are they using? Yeah. And I think when the when when people on television first started thinking about the internet, I think that was very top of mind in the 90s like buy Courtney Cox's blouse mm-hmm. no not that one but <laughs> um, here's this is interesting though it has uh, captive portal support meaning like you know the login for, like, I know you know this but like the login page you get at a hotel to like log into the Wi-Fi yeah the strange little dialogue box you, that, could, you could do that now with your Amazon Fire TV right so you could bring this thing with you and use it in, in a hotel use it in a you know what have you dorm. and have it be uh, so independable that it just doesn't work because of the Wi-Fi anyway I love my Fire TV I think it's I think it's it's the way of the future far and away the best of all my various ding guy that do uh, similar kinds of things. All right, we gotta we gotta uh, get out here in about uh, the next twenty minutes, probably. Yeah, a little bit, little, like right at right at noon, my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, we have an idea for a topic. Let's but do now, it. No, let's do the topic. We've got to. The, you don't think it sounds too whiny? No, it's great. Okay, to keep it from being whiny, though, I I do want to base it in in something that's actual real world. Okay. Okay, so like. What happens is Dan and I will sometimes text each other about things, sometimes about nothing, sometimes about our programs and things that we do. And then um, about one time out of six, increasingly about one time out of three, Dan will say, that'd be a good topic. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think about that and I go, you're right, that would be a good topic. Um, no, I mean, and this is, I honestly am telling you, I don't mean this as a complaint. I just mean this as a funny observation. But, you know, it's, Twitter is an imperfect way to find out information. But it, it you know, it, it's kind of funny. We did not have an official announcement about when this Big Lebowski episode would come out. Right. And even if we had, I'm not sure it would have mattered. And I'm and I'm thrilled that people are asking when it's going to come out. I want it to come out. And I don't want you to for a second think that I'm saying don't ask. But it's funny because it, I guess what I'm getting at is that in that instance it was funny because even though we had said the whole point of this is to be able for us both to say when this is coming out and then we won't have to re- keep responding I don't know. We could also then say, well, you know, here it is. And it, it's just funny, though, because um, what, I, what I got out of that, what I was saying to you is, I've had this experience in so many different places, but especially when you're like putting out media stuff, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, I don't know, I think a certain amount of how stuff works behind the scenes can be interesting. I think too personal, and, and forgive me, because I know you do a lot of this stuff, but sometimes, I don't know, you can be, one can be tiresome about constantly talking about how they work. Why you just go make more stuff? Use that time to make more stuff. But it's very interesting to learn how things work. But even if there's a minority of people who are super interested in the day-to-day operations of a company or of a, of a team, like there's still so much stuff that's opaque that you kind of have to guess about. 
And right, or it's or it, and I think that comes just to support what you're saying. I think that comes from the fact that for whatever reason, and I think podcasting is particularly vulnerable to people's potential losing of interest or 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 treating it as a hobby or treating it as a secondary kind of a thing. So that, and what I mean by that is, a lot of podcasts just suddenly go away or they change or they'll record 10 episodes and not release them. I mean, this kind of thing happens from time to time and it seems to happen in podcasting. Well, guess what? I think it happens with blogging too. No one knows about it though. That's a good angle. That's a good angle. Okay. Thank you. Because if you think about it, you might write a post and say, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put that one up yet, or I'm going to edit that one more, or I'm going to hold off on it. Whereas in, in podcasting, there is, a, people are truly concerned that the show that they listen to and have invested time into will for some reason just stop because for very, very few people out there make their living uh, doing this or, or have it be a, a part of their living making. So it, it's so easy for someone, well, I got busy and I had to do this. So I just never edited it and never came out. People also know that the show we recorded and we, we broadcast it live. We did the show live. So people got to hear it mm-hmm. and other people wanted to but couldn't or forgot. And now they're really interested in hearing it. And we made a big deal about it. And we Which talked is great. about it. Which yes. is great. Very great. It's the best. It means people care about this stuff that we work hard on. It's, it's what could be better. But even even as insiders in the process, there's still several layers. I know this is not going to be interesting, except it might be a little informative. There's still levels of opacity to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, did you say Mark was editing it? Yes, Mark has okay. it. So, like, I did know who was editing editing it, but like, let, let, uh, and and <laughs> I do have a point here that's not a complaint. I'm just saying this because it's kind of funny, and you might be interested to know this. I don't. I've never been to Dan's studio. I've been to Austin like three times. Dan and I mostly we text a little bit, but we talk during the show, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. We don't live in a treehouse, <laughs> and I I don't have access to any of the HTML. I don't have any way to change the way the site looks. I don't have any control over the fonts. I don't have any control over what you say on another show. I don't have any control over how, when, or whom, or by whom a given thing will be edited and when. But you know what? You would have no way to know that. So that's why it's funny to me when people are like, um, there's an error on this page or something. It's super nice, right? But like, I, I feel like saying like, you know, I, I don't. I'm not involved in that. I'll right. and sometimes w- and say that all takes that's all above my pay grade. You were but saying like, I, you were saying this though also in a similar way that like with um, yes. with Roderick on the line. Yeah, I have a very funny anecdote. There. Oh yeah, yeah, let's hear that. Well, I, I actually I think you you accidentally brought up an excellent point that, that's more interesting than this original point. But to that original point, uh, I don't want to go into too much detail. But I was I was contacted by somebody that uh, wanted me to contact John mm-hmm. on their behalf to like make an introduction, which is, you know, okay. I, I feel weird because all, everybody I know is busy and I, I feel weird because if I, I, I'm tacitly vouching for somebody whenever I introduce them, I don't want to sound like a jerk, but it, it whether it's somebody famous or not famous or, or whatever, it still always feels weird to me because I'm essentially vouching. And when somebody, I mean, like some of them are real toughies, like somebody who has a podcast that hasn't even been recorded yet says, I want to have this celebrity friend of yours be on the show. Right. And it's like, so what am, so now that's gone from, I had this idea for how to make my first episode really popular to now I am now 
basically their agent. I'm doing the heavy right. lifting to now make, now the success or failure of your podcast is going to be based on whether I take my friend who's currently filming a TV series in Miami to ask if he can go do a podcast, which I know he can't. So, but I feel like a jerk, you know, to, to be in between on that. Yeah. So in this instance, I was contacted by this guy. He's a, you know, a really nice guy that I've done work with. And to, to kind of long story short, I, 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 you know, was like, oh, okay, I can, I can do that. Uh, I can do an introduction, but, and then I introduced a fact that I knew to be a fact about something as a way of, as a kind of cautionary tale about contacting my friend at this point. <laughs> and he got really mad at me. Really? And like, I feel like he kind of went off on me a little bit in this text. And I was like, whoa, slow down. Like I, you're the one asking me for the thing here. And I'm just telling you a fact. And I was, and what I said was, you know, I'm not, I'm not that guy's mom. Right. In this case, John Roderick. I'm not his mom. Like I, I'm telling you a fact in the world. And like in that instance, but why would that happen? Because it's natural to assume that because we have a podcast, we know every all the same information as each other. I'm, I'm I, I don't know how to. I'm probably at this point a little going overboard. But I'm not, I'm not. I don't mean this as a complaint. I mean this also as I am frequently flummoxed when I look at something that seems to make total sense for a long time and then makes a different kinds of sense. And then I try to guess like why things changed the way that they did. And I think that's the super interesting point of what you're bringing up. Yeah, no, that because means... it goes way beyond podcasts in my opinion. Oh no, it really does. And you would, I don't even share it with you most of the time, but I say at least weekly, if not more frequently than that, I will get an email from somebody who wants not just for me to introduce you to them, or to you know send an introductory email or whatever they want your physical address and right. uh, you know like i know that whatever there's there's kind of a couple things to this one is like merlin's pretty cool and i get that and i realize that i'm one of the few people who like could email merlin and have him you know like pay attention to it i, I do what i can you do what you can and you actually are better at replying to emails than i am for sure but the fact is like i think people think that I have like an inside line to you and will, I'm happy to just use that inside line to, to share on, on their behalf. So like people will say, well, listen, I did, there's this, there's this really cool drawing that I made that I really want to send to Merlin. And I think to myself, you know what? Merlin would probably really like the cool drawing, but now I have to tell this person, okay, I'll go. And then I have to send you an email and say, here's this person. And that's right. the whole vouching it's, thing. It sounds so, uh, I mean, I hope you've listened to the show enough to know that, uh, that well, I'm not actually a jerk. I, I don't mean no, to you're sound not a jerk at it. all, but like, there's a lot of stuff to now. Now I have to like really stop doing anything else that I was doing, compose yeah. an email to you so that you then get it and stop but, what but, you're and doing. The thing is from where I stand, um, when somebody does that, it's tacitly, that's you, Dan Benjamin, tacitly asking a favor mm -hmm. is the thing. I mean, I, I, would, I would do it. I would happily do it if you ask, almost certainly. But at the same time, when you do something like that, when you're trying to intercede into something like that, you're I'm kind of asking that person to, to vouch for you, which can be kind of awkward. Right. It but, is. But can I, can I bring up another thing that I think might actually be relevant to the listeners? Yes. Uh, if I can, because I know, I know we're really short on time. Um, is my phone buzzing? Um, I, I like I liked what you said about you know how like oh like a blog suddenly stops publishing yeah. or a podcast goes away for a while yeah. and it's interesting because like if for example like if accidental tech podcast just knowing how consistently that show tends to come out mm -hmm. every week if there weren't a new episode 
on Thursday, I would think, well, you know, they usually record on Thursdays. It'll probably come out on Friday afternoon, like it seems to normally do. Mm-hmm. And if it didn't come out on Friday afternoon, it would seem kind of weird if it hadn't come out by, say, Monday. Right. In which case, because I am that guy and I am a fan, I might, without even searching his timeline, toot Marco and say, hey, what's up? Is there an ATP this week? What's going on? Because, you know, I, I enjoy that. And now he's going to have to go respond to that. Uh, who knows why that didn't happen? But because Marco is somebody who's so consistent about saying things like when the show will be recorded and things like that, he manages that expectation really well. It would seem even weirder to me if it, if it, if it didn't show up. And then, and then there'd be tons of us out there, like blindly asking everybody on the show, like what's going on. So, I mean, in that case, I mean, you know, but it would like, like painting the picture behind the scenes, you know, Marco may have, uh, his kid may have had a cold and you know what? His wife had to go run an errand with her mom. So he's watching the kid and can't edit it right now. And then the next day was a full day and he had only allotted that much time on the one day to do it. So it's going to be another day before he gets done. Like, we know, but we're also at the same time, we're trained, we're trained by TV and we're trained by radio that if Game of Thrones isn't on at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday night, something horrifically bad must have happened over at HBO. Right. Something right. really, really bad. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, you're, you're absolutely right. But, you know, and th- there are rarely things uh, that are that extreme that happen. I think the the interesting or instructive part, though, is when I don't know. I guess the pattern that I'm trying to get at, and I'm, maybe I'm making too much of a, of a of a leap here, is that we. And this goes back to some old topics of ours, but you know, I I'm I'm a big believer in this idea that sometimes you don't really know what it is that you're doing until you've been doing it for a while, and 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 I, I mean that like like literally. You don't think of yourself. You may not think of yourself. There are a lot of people who like to th- think of themselves as a writer before they've ever written anything. You may not start to like realize, oh, you know, I really like writing until you've you've done it a bunch. Like maybe oh, yeah. you had to do it, for, yeah, for work, grant a grant, and you went, oh, well, I like this a lot more than I thought. But it can be very interesting to go, oh, I um, I think that's a thing I like to do. You know, I guess I, I've been going to karaoke more than I expected. Maybe I really like to sing. Uh, I went to church more often than Christmas and Easter. Wow, I might be a believer. Or, or whatever. But I, I think, first of all, it's very interesting that like, it, we, always, we tend to always approach these problems of having an aspiration to be a certain kind of noun and then looking at the verbs that are required to be able to actually call yourself that noun. Mm-hmm. I think what's also super interesting and what people tend to overlook is how many verbs you've been doing the whole time and not knowing that that's actually a very interesting kind of noun. So, but, but there's an arc to this and there's, there's a funny thing. So in this, but in that, first of all, does that make sense? No, it does very much. So, but then another funny thing happens and it could be because your kid's sick. Maybe you've been verbing something for a while and now you're a noun and maybe it's not something where you're committed to doing it, like where you've got sponsors or it's for your work. Maybe it's something you do for fun, but you know, it, maybe that could be church. Maybe you missed church this one Sunday because your kids were sick and you missed this the next two Sundays because you were on vacation. Now, if you ask that person in that third week, do you go to church every week? You go, oh yeah. I mean, I miss it. I miss it some weeks, but yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But then a funny thing might be happening is that you're verbing church less and less. Mm -hmm. Not that it matters, but I think in the same way that you may not realize you're doing something until you've done it for a while, (laughs) you don't really realize you're not doing something until you've not done it for a while. Need an example? Going to the gym, where you put a huge amount of effort into making yourself go to the gym. And maybe eat right, whatever, any you know, array of things like this. But think about it. Like you don't realize, you may not realize you're getting flabby until you step on the scale. Right. 
And that's when you go, holy God, is that the right middle number? Mm -hmm. That seems about 10 too high because you were just running around verbing and doing whatever. And then it's, you get that shot where you go, oh, I just suddenly realized I stopped working out. There was never a moment anywhere in between where you formally sat down and wrote a memo to yourself and said, as of today, I am no longer working out. As of today, I have made a decision. I shall not go to church anymore. As of today, I just posted this podcast. And as I type this, I am promising myself I will never make another podcast. Nobody's ever done that unless they were doing some weird hate quit thing. <laughs> I just think it's super interesting how, like, you know, we ourselves, there's an opacity there for, for us too when we make and do stuff. Yeah, you don't realize it and it takes a long time to realize you're doing it or realize you're not doing it. Yeah, it's really an interesting way to look at it because... There is that piece missing, which is the perception from other people in that case. Like we know we're making a show. Other people are listening to it. Other people wonder where it is. If it takes, you know, if we record a show, I I bug you about it. Well, no, and I, I mean, and that's be, that's because you don't know. I mean, you know, you kind of know, but you wonder. You're like, we made this thing together, and there's this piece of it that uh, that I do or that I have done after after we hit stop. That part is, you know, okay, the show has to get edited and put in the CMS. I don't know how many there there are. Right. I don't know if there's any that need to have fixes that went up and need to be fixed. I don't don't know any of that. So I'm sitting there typing you at one o'clock and at my time going like, hey, is that episode going up today? What's going on? Right. And so I don't know either. It's and and sometimes and this is the weird part of it is like we have an editor that we work with. So I edit some of the shows. We've got an intern to edit some of the other shows. And I've got Mark Mark Miles out there who edits a lot of other shows. And, you know, like what happens to him? I send the show. So when I'm done. Uh, I, I like Mark to edit these shows. So when I'm done, I zip it up. I put it up on our, uh, we use BitTorrent Sync. This is, you know, very much inside baseball, but we use BitTorrent Sync so that that puts it on our file server here, which sends it up to, I've got a, a couple remote Mac minis. I've got another hosting thing and then he runs it. So the show just very quickly shows up on his side. He, we text him and, and say, Hey, Mark, a show is ready. The show notes are in. The title is done. And he says, Roger, and he edits it. Now, what happens if there's the plumbing person, you know, under his uh, house? Well, he's going to go take care of that problem. Or if he has a sick kid or who knows what else is going on in his life that might prevent him from doing what he usually does, which is instantaneously start which editing would, and imposing. None of which happened an astonishing amount of the time. And nobody notices because everything went 85 plus percent. OK, right. In the uh, chain. Yes. And, and so, so you don't notice it until it doesn't work. Right. And I might not necessarily know that there was a problem because it might have happened and he might have literally had to stand up and walk into the other room and do something and that's taking 20 minutes and it's going to be 30 minutes late. But, you know, like, should should I have texted him if there was a problem? Yes. Should he have texted me? Sure. But, you know, so little things like that can happen. And there have been times where BitTorrent Sync just dies. It just doesn't work. Why? I don't know. So we copy the file over and it seems to be working, but then... You know, it doesn't transfer. And usually right after this show, uh, it's, you know, it ends at around on a typical day, 1230 my time. I'll usually go and and get a a quick bite to eat right after the show is done. Well, if the file transfer didn't work, I might not know until I'm halfway through lunch and I'll say, oh, great. Well, I'm not at the office, so I've got to drive back. You know, little things like that happen in life. And I feel bad about it when it does. But, you know, like that, then the tweets will start, well, where's today's show? I want to listen to it on my commute home. And for every one person who says, "Uh, where is it? I want to listen to it. There's 
a hundred or more who are thinking the same exact thing. Right. So it can be, it can be frustrating. You should tell me about something you like. I would like to tell you about a really cool app called Tripcase. And you and I don't travel a, a ton of the time, but when we do, we just want it to go well. We just want it to be seamless and nice and simple and straightforward. And the way that the, the way that I usually handle that is by using a handful of different apps to do it. I've got one app called Uber that's going to let me get transportation. You know, I've got another app that will uh, that will you know tell me what the weather is going to be. I've got another one that gives me flight updates. I've got uh, another app that I use to help pick the seat. I've got a weather apps that tell me that all of these things are built in to Tripcase. It does all of these different things. And it even has one extra feature, which is when you get your flight confirmation or your hotel reservation, you can just forward it to the Tripcase email and it knows who you are and adds it to your app, notifies your friends. You get the free flight alerts. You get the Uber integration. And all of this stuff is there. And it works with the Pebble and it works with Android Wear and it's going to work with the Apple Watch. So they're really on top of stuff and it's free. So go check this out. Special URL to use is tripcase.com com slash b2w again tripcase.com slash b2w go there you'll support the show and you'll also get a really really cool app so thanks very much to tripcase for making the show possible so we gotta get out of here soon what was the other point oh, i can yeah. re- I can review it yeah well no i um i don't know I, but, it's, I, it's, but see the i think the bigger point is that that is always happening behind the scenes of things and in a in a you know it's it's different because the way that we're trained, like if, you, if you're a fan of the nightly news and you want to turn on the nightly news and it's 6 p.m., like you want to turn on your favorite news channel and it's going to be, there will be something there. If it was just a black screen or if it was showing yesterday's news, right. that, that would be a big problem because the news is supposed to be on and we integrate the things that are important to us into our life. You know, you've got the little place where when you come home, you put your keys, your wallet in the thing. If you came back, it's like we talked about with the car just not being there. You know, if you came back and your keys were just not there, where would they be? Did someone take them? Did you forget to put them there? How could you forget to put them there? This this important thing that's part of your life is is missing now. And I know that people, and it's incredibly like flattering. It makes me feel great to know that there are people who feel that way about this show uh, coming out on a, on a certain schedule. And we record it on Tuesdays. It releases on Tuesdays. If it's delayed till Tuesday night or Wednesday, you and I both feel disappointed. We both get frustrated about it. The audience is frustrated about it, but that's the way that it is, I think, with so many things. And 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 behind it, like I was alluding to before, is that fear that something is going to – that something has changed. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. People don't like change very much. Yeah, and, you know, it's also difficult because um, – I think the more like big time you get, like by the time you, you become like a TV show or say you've got like a syndicated radio show, like you're actually like a big time um, person, you know, there's more and more stakeholders that are depending on you to get it done in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like think about, I mean, not even Johnny Carson. Gosh, think about Seth Meyers. Just, th- or, you know, um, uh, John Stewart. Yeah. Anybody who has, can you imagine having to show up and do that much work every day to make a half hour show? It's, it's, it's incredible to me to think about, like, there isn't a, there aren't that many days where it's going to be acceptable for somebody like Jon Stewart or, or Seth Meyers or whoever to just, to just a go, day. You know what? I just need to take a couple of days off. Right. Maybe have some me time. Right. 
You know what I mean? No, you can't. We, totally we talked about that when I when I got sick, and we were talking about like what what kind of special medicine David Letterman gets. You know, when he's <laughs> got the flu, like. Because it's not just him and another guy. It's like him and another guy and then dozens, if not hundreds, of other people who are at his production company, at the 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 television network is a bigger one. The other companies that are working with them, that are selling for it, the 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 local stations, all of that, you know, all of these little pieces that are actually human beings and their lives are tied into like, is Dave sick today? Right. And that's a that's a big thing when you really, really think about that. You know, look, when school gets canceled because there's snow, that affects thousands and thousands and thousands of people in a domino effect. And I think it's a big it's a big deal. Yeah. Or like I feel like I've seen heard or maybe on Netflix. I saw I feel like I saw a documentary on how they do. What is it? Sunday Night Football or what's the weekly football show? Sunday night football. Uh, yeah, Sunday there's Sunday night football, Monday night football. But like it was like the just like the infrastructure involved in going from town to town in these different places. And like I mean, just the just the asinine amount of work that's required to consistently replicate this certain situation that allows you to create, you know, the most high polished sports show probably ever made in yeah. some ways, right? Yeah. And that that kind of stuff just blows my mind. And it, it makes me feel really guilty. Like <laughs> If I miss a week with a podcast where it's like, oh God, there's really not much to this compared to like having a big buses full of people going around. But, you know, I know not much time, but I want to return though to that one idea though, is that might be useful for people, you know, um, I mean, in my case, I don't know, this is, this is awkward and uncomfortable for me, Why? but you know, I will know, for example, like not having written a book that I really thought I would write and wanted to write. And the experiences that that, that came out of that, I I wish I'd been more resilient or wish I were more resilient than how I am. But I just, uh, at that time, for example, I just wasn't, I was ready for a break for a while doing something else. I still really enjoy that. But um, it's very funny though, because uh, that, you know, uh, one of my proudest nouns for many years was being able to say I'm a writer. It doesn't mean you have to like what I do. It doesn't mean you have to respect um, the kinds of topics that I cover, but but I could say with some certainty and pride that that was my job, both in terms of what I did and like where like my income comes from. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because I guess you know I sure was a writer for a long time. I wasn't an author, but like I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. Um, but what's funny was like I don't know. I, I guess I I couldn't tell you exactly when it happened, but you know between the time of officially kind of giving up and today, at some point. I, I I became not a writer in the sense that I was not writing every day. And the funny part is like, and, I'm, and to be honest, I don't, I don't have a huge amount of agita about that mm-hmm. because I know in my heart that I'll start writing when I have something to write. But it, I think anybody could see how something like that can also be very existentially strange to go, oh, wait a minute, for years I've thought of myself as a writer and now I'm not writing a lot. Am I still a writer? Well, if I'm not verbing that, I'm not really nouning that. Right. And and I, I just feel like it's something that a lot of people could think about is catching up on what what verbs are accumulating um in your life. Right now I would have no not that it's any particular honor. It's it's strange when you meet people and you have to explain what your job means. That that's very that's odd today. I still have to do I had to do it yesterday. I had to explain, oh, I do this thing where I put out like internet radio shows. How do you describe it? Right. Now, I mean when someone says what is it, I'll say, Well, 
I'll say, I, I, I make podcasts for a living. Do you know what a podcast is? And, the, and, and 50% of the time they'll say yes or 50% of the time. And when they say yes, it's like, oh, I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. Or they'll say, yeah, I think I know what that is. And then it sounds kind of made up, you know, like, they, yeah. like, like the way that 15, 10 years ago, if you said, being, well, being I'm a blogger, I'm a blogger, <laughs> you know, right. people say you make money from writing on the Internet. And, you know, in, in now, though, saying I'm a blogger, no one would say that. They would just say, I'm, I'm a writer or I'm a journalist or I write for, you know, I write for Engadget or whatever. Like yeah. it's, it's a thing now. And so, so saying you're a podcaster, yeah, you've, you've got a, it's, it's, it's like internet radio. And they're like, oh, yeah. Do people listen to that? So I'll say, yeah. yeah, some do. Well, I, I, I sometimes say this and it sounds like I'm, I'm being a, a jerk, but I don't mean to be. I'll say, are you actually interested? Because if you're actually interested, I, I can tell you a lot about it. But if you're just being polite, internet radio is fun. Right. <laughs> you need to go. I do. I do. You need to. It's officially time for you to go. Did you want to uh, t- tell me our uh, our anchor, our, uh, our 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 tent pole, our final sponsor of the week? The tent pole sponsor is tent in pole. fact it is in fact a tent pole sponsor. It's Squarespace, and these oh. guys have been around for a long time, making simple, beautiful websites. They're constantly innovating and coming up with newer and better things. The kinds of things that Merlin and I used to think were a pipe dream are now not only available, but they're built in for eight bucks a month and a free domain name if you sign up for a year. What do they do? They they let you pick from one of their many awesome templates. You just pick it and you have a design and then you get in there and you tweak the design and you make it your own. If you, I, I don't know how to say this in a more, uh, more, more strongly. If you want to make a website, it's 2015, go to squarespace.com, sign up. And if you use our code for eight bucks a month, you will have a beautiful, amazing website that will let you host blogs. It will let you upload your music. You can run a podcast or even a podcast network with it. <laughs> you can you can sell stuff using their built-in e-commerce and you can do all of this with a wonderful starting point that you can customize and tweak again and again as often as you want. Responsive design looks good on every single device, every single browser. And here's what you want to do. You want to go to squarespace.com slash back to work. Just going there supports the show, lets them know that you guys are listening. But if you use the code, it's your show, all one word, you'll get 10% off your first purchase at Squarespace. So thanks very much to Squarespace. Again, squarespace.com slash back to work. It's your show for 10% off. Thanks to them for making the show possible. Thank you, Squarespace. And, and, you know, to pivot on that topic, it used to be if you wanted to be a writer on the Internet, you first had to be somebody who was a web person on the Internet. It used to be if you wanted to be a photographer on the Internet, you had to first be an Internet person who knew how to post photos. And it's talk about catching up. It's time to realize that's not the case anymore. You don't have to be a web nerd to have this. Squarespace can really do that for you. Mm, God, I love them. Love them. Dan, Dan, thank you for uh, thank you for accommodating uh, this week. Well, thank you for accommodating us. No, so thank you. So much and, uh, when's that episode? Is that episode going to come out soon? I I think so. I think it'll be out today. Oh, okay. Is it, when's that? Ep- Let's button this up. <laughs> I love you, Merlin. I love man. you. I love you too, Dan Benjamin. <laughs>